Greetings and aloha. This is Mina Athena. Welcome to Philosophia with Mina Athena on August 11th, 2022, um, on my 11th podcast. Today, I would like to talk about the Lion's Gate portal. I don't know if you heard of it uh, or if you believe in it. Um, when I was younger, I thought astrology was all woohoo, you know, for all the, the flower children and the people uh, migrating across to the West and listening to New Age music and, you know, doing drugs and saying, make love, not war. But as I got older and uh, continued my studies in philosophy and became interested in astrology, um, Western astrology and the Chinese horoscopes and weave them together, I realized there is a lot of truth and divinity in it. And it seems as if society has thrown it to the corner, to the dark corner, saying, oh, that's not real science. You know, that's astrology. And, you know, that's all fake and all of that. So I wanted to discuss it further. And... I want to read a couple of paragraphs from uh, a, an article which is really well written. You know what? I will read the whole article. It'll take no more than five minutes. Uh, so you have a better idea of what the Lionsgate portal means on August 8th. So this article is called Lionsgate Portal on August 8th, All You Need to Know. And this is uh, from the website, the Hindustan Times, and written by Ashweta Anil. To begin... The Lionsgate portal manifestations are a recent phenomenon, but the event has its due regard in ancient civilization findings. Let us dig deep and find out all about the most talked about Lionsgate portal. The Lionsgate portal is a cosmic event that occurs every year between July 28th and August 12th and peaks on August 8th. It takes place when the sun in the Leo, the earth, Orion's belt, and the star Sirius are all lined up, which is activated by the rising of the star Sirius. And when you want something, all the universe aspires in helping you to achieve it. What if I tell you that this is not an inspirational quote, but a fact as per astrology? Yes, you heard it right. The Lionsgate portal is one such event when the universe is full of positive energy 
and is all ears to hear your aspirations. The Lionsgate portal manifestations are a recent phenomenon, but the event has its due regard in ancient civilization findings. Let us dig deep and find out all about the most talked about Lionsgate portal. What is the Lionsgate portal? The Lionsgate portal is a cosmic event that occurs every year between July 28th and August 12th and peaks on August 8th, 8-8. It takes place when the sun is in Leo, the earth, Orion's belt, and the star Sirius are lined up which is activated by the rising of the star Sirius. Since the event happens when the sun is in Leo season, the sign known for strength and determination, this thus the name Lionsgate portal. It is one of those most, most awaited cosmic events where the abundance of positive energy helps people set their goals and manifest aspirations and it is believed that all that will be realized. What is its significance? You may ask why focusing on Lionsgate portal manifestations is so important. Because it is the opening of the galactic gate and symbolizes an outburst of high frequency energy or wisdom that brings us a great opportunity for growth and manifestation. This period allows us to boost our aspirations, manifest new ideas and aspirations, raise our consciousness, and enhance our spiritual energy. Anyone looking for a change in their lifestyle, setting new goals, or wanting to accomplish more, this gate is for you. Do you want to say hi? Hi. Say greetings, hello. That's my youngest daughter, Victoria. So let me continue, okay? You call her the... Okay. Pardon. Pardon me. I think I've mentioned this um, in one of my other podcasts when you heard my middle child singing in the background. This is me. (laughs) So, to continue, what history says? As per ancient Egyptian cosmology, the Lion's Gate is the dawn of a new year and a period where they set new resolutions for the future. Interestingly, ancient Egyptians revered the star Sirius, the brightest star, and all of their ceremonies and lifestyle revolved around Sirius, as they believed it was the gateway to heaven and wisdom. Hence, they started exploiting the Lion's Gate opening, as in those times Sirius was strong and brightest in the sky. They believed this portal occurs when Sun in Leo, Earth, and Sirius move into complete alignment with the pyramids of Giza in Egypt. In Hinduism, also, Sirius, the dog star, is known as Swana, the dog of King Yuhistra, 
who was ready to forsake heaven for his loyal dog, but was eventually allowed into heaven, considering his sacrifice for Svana. The star, as per Hinduism, also symbolizes right conduct and knowledge. The number eight, as an eight-eight. This portal is also known for abundance as the number eight, as per numerology stands for infinity. The significance of number eight also makes this day super special. Number eight symbolizes confidence, passion, power, resilience, karmic loops, and infinite transformation. When the Lion's Gate portal is wide open and on the new moon on 8-8, it is widely perceived as a golden opportunity to harness anything best for you. What should you ideally be doing? Sun is the ultimate source of energy for our overall well-being. And so is this portal as the star Sirius showers us with high energy, which gives life to our spiritual bodies. This is the time of year that you can imagine as getting a second chance when the universe is all set to hear you out. In this period, the brave, the bold, and bold Leo empowers us to take action. Plan, plan your day wisely to make the most of it. Astrologers across the world advise you to write down your aspirations and talk about them. Talk them out loud today. Begin with the day with meditation. Declutter your mind and set out new clear goals and you are good to go. So, for all those left brain people who are the engineers, the scientists, the lawyers, the doctors, who likes the hard science, I would like to share something else. The history of astrology which in today's time is hocus pocus. But this was truly the first science. I mean, if you are a seaman thousand years ago, 2000 years ago, uh, 3000 years ago, this was, it wasn't even called science. It was called divine knowledge. So let's go to the wonderful Wikipedia. Astrological beliefs and correspondences between celestial observations and terrestrial events have influenced various aspects of human history, including worldviews, languages, and many elements of social culture. Among West Eurasian people, the earliest evidence for astrology dates from the third millennium BC with roots in calendrical systems used to predict seasonal shifts and to interpret celestial cycles as signs of divine communications. Until the 17th century, 
astrology was considered a scholarly tradition and it helped drive the development of astronomy. It was commonly accepted in political and cultural circles and some of its concepts were used in other traditional studies such as alchemy, meteorology, and medicine. By the end of 17th century, emerging scientific concepts in astronomy, such as heliocentrism, undermined the theoretical basis of astrology, which subsequently lost its academic standing and became regarded as a pseudoscience. Empirical scientific investigations has shown that predictions based on these systems are not accurate. In the 20th century, astrology gained broader consumer popularity through the influence of regular mass media products such as newspaper horoscopes. Astrology in the broadest sense is the search for human meaning in the sky. It seeks to understand general and specific human behavior through the influence of planets and other celestial objects. It has been argued that astrology began as a study as soon as human beings made conscious attempts to measure, record, and predict seasonal changes by reference to astronomical cycles. Early evidence of such practice appears as markings on bones and cave walls, which show that lunar cycles were being noted as early as 25,000 years ago, the first step toward recording the moon's influence upon the tides and rivers and towards organizing a communal calendar. With the Neolithic agricultural revolution, new needs were also met by increasing knowledge of constellations whose appearances in the nighttime sky change with the seasons, allowing the rising of particular star groups to herald annual floods or seasonal activities. By the third millennium BC, widespread civilizations had developed sophisticated awareness of celestial cycles and are believed to have consciously oriented their temples to create alignment with the heliacal rising of the stars. I don't want to read the whole thing, but I'm going to read you a couple more paragraphs. There is scattered evidence to suggest that the oldest known astrological references are copies of texts made during this period, particularly in Mesopotamia, Sumer, Akkad, Assyria, and Babylonia. Two from the Venus tablet of Amesaduka, compiled in Babylon during 1700 BC, are reported to have been made during the reign of King Sargon of Akkad, 2334, BC to 2279 BC. Another showing an early use of electional astrology is ascribed to the reign of the Sumerian ruler Gudea of Lagash, 2144 to 2124 BC. This describes how the gods revealed to him in a dream the constellations that would be most favorable for the planned construction of a temple. 
However, controversy attends the question of whether they were genuinely recorded at the time or merely, merely ascribed to ancient rulers by posterity. The oldest undisputed evidence of the use of astrology as an integrated system of knowledge is therefore attributed to the records that emerge from the first dynasty of Mesopotamia, 1950 to 1651 BC. And if you're interested, go on Google. We have any information that we want at our fingertips now in this time more than ever before. All you do is type in history of astrology and it goes on and on and on if you're interested. They talk about, after what I read, they talk about Babylonian astrology, Hellenistic Egypt, Greece and Rome, Islamic world, medieval and Renaissance Europe, India, China, Mesoamerica, and it just goes on. So I've learned in college that you know, astrology was the first science and whether Greeks take the, um, want to take the credit of being the fathers of philosophy or if it's, you know, 10,000 years prior to that or 20,000 years prior to that, all we can believe in is what is out there in the historical books. But the thing that really gets me thinking is during those times when I read sacred texts of the past of different countries, the people at that time seem to have been more divinely connected with their spirit and their soul. And talking to some friends uh, who are professional astrologists and you may call them woohoo light workers, um, you know, whatever it may be, I listen and learn with my mind and I find the truth with the ears of my heart all enclosed within my soul and speaking to them and other friends who are very empathetic and have clear some of the clairs, right? whether it be clairvoyant or clairaudient or claircognizant, um, the message is the same. And I wanted to get totally personal here, which is not, you know, I'm kind of like a, kind of like an oyster. I open up, um, but not all the time. It's just my style. <laughs> I don't know. So I wrote this note uh, to some dear, dear soul sisters and uh, a condensed version to 
a soul group that I'm a part of, that I met through Clubhouse. And I'll read you most of it, just so you could get an idea of what the general collective has been um, past couple of days and even you know a few weeks before uh, to about now. I, and I will just read, I think that's easier. Dear beautiful precious sisters of love and light, Two days ago, my iPhone crashed and I lost 60% of my downloads, which were AI art, which I spent well over 100 hours on, my collection of poems that were not saved on iCloud properly, and other conversations and voice memos that were near and dear to my heart. Thank goodness I still have my Google Docs and some photos still on Verizon Cloud. Yesterday morning, My body was ejecting so much stuff that I needed to expel it. I felt sick to my stomach and have only eaten salad and watermelon. I'm now fasting. I think my mind and body is being recalibrated. I need to purge the toxins from my body since my last fast. I haven't slept much the past seven days and I'm working really hard with a team of four others. Uh, for a project uh, that I'm working on. Team calls at 10 to sometimes 2 a.m. Monday through Friday with impromptu assignments. Um, Da-da-da. Quantum fast-track learning like a boot camp for the mind, spirit, and body. I'm going through the fire of transformation as if I'm being burned in the kiln changing from a lumpy mug to a porcelain teacup or a dull diamond being cut so it can reflect the brilliant light of God's love. What is my lesson? I was messy with how I stored my data and was not as organized as I thought. I was teetering on what to commit to and was and was sitting in the middle of yes and no for some things that will direct my life left or right. This big lesson was for me to begin again from ground zero and to focus only on the essentials one at a time. As if God burned my house down for me to build another from scratch with a new blueprint for my higher self or a solid foundation on a solid foundation of love with the strategic use of my mind. The whisper I received was, You said you were ready. You asked me to show the way. Begin again, for if you're not prepared, your mission will disintegrate like this phone crash. Others will cheat and trick you if you are not prepared in every way. Put your heart and soul in everything you do and surround yourself with people of your frequency, vibration, and energy. Do not waste time. Every second is precious if you are to fulfill the mission that is burning in your heart. My soul group team of soul sisters and brothers are going through a similar experience. This is day three into the lion's gate. Have you been experiencing something similar? Sending you love and light from my soul to yours. Dear, divine, precious, beautiful sisters. So, 
Truth has been butchered up in so many ways the past hundred years. And we live in a time now where the phone in your hands that you possibly check up to, what was it, average 60 to 80, 60 to 80 times per hour, if not more, we have the ability more than ever before to learn anything and everything and to really find our own truth. Yet, here in our hand, we have a computer that is a, a, a phone, no less, that is more powerful than Ronald Reagan's supercomputer or anyone's computer for that matter. Yet, we are so distracted with watching the latest movie or buying, you know, the oh-so-exclusive bag or shoes or hotel, whatever it may be. And when I read and learn and study, I see that there are parallels throughout history. And 3,000 years ago, even 500 years ago, even 200 years ago, even 100 years ago, we had nothing, none of this technology. And there was no way for countries to communicate, although, yes, there was migration and the Silk Road trading and the spices and you know, the spiritual leaders traveling from one country to another and learning uh, the different wisdoms. Yet, even when Thomas Edison invented the light bulb, I've read that there were many other inventors scattered throughout the world who was working on that light bulb. And if you go further, I know people who are healers, who are clairvoyants, who are Akashic record readers. And I know deep in my heart that there is a divine truth that so many people are closed to. So what I encourage is if you are to believe the article <laughs> that I read, the Lion's Gate begins approximately July 28th and ends on August 11, uh, August 12th. So for me today, it's August 11th at 8.18. So... If you're not a believer, why don't you just try it out and be open to it? When your spirit is open without judgment and one is in the receptive mode to receive the abundance that the universe has in store and be positive and confident 
in receiving it instead of being a skeptic or a, uh, or a cynic. I mean, hundreds of books have been written about the power of attraction, even before the power of attraction was a terminology. Write out your goals, even if no one sees it but you. Write out your secret goal of what you want to do if money was not an issue. Write out your goal of even if you're 70, you want to be a ballet dancer? So be it. I'm learning, well, not yet. I'm going to learn chess from my 16-year-old daughter who's awesome at chess. And my six-year-old is learning chess. So there's a whole bucket list of what I want to learn, where I want to go. Write it down. Thoughts create matter. What you think and believe becomes. And loosen up a little. Stop being so stressed out. Just surrender to the moment and stop living in the past or the future. And I think I've said enough. I could go on and on about this topic. I mean, you talk about eight in eight eight in Asian culture is wealth, lucky, you know, abundance. In Chinese, I believe it's uh, the number eight is fat, which is close to, I believe, I'm not Chinese, I'm Korean. And correct me if I'm wrong. It's like gong hoi fat choi. It's fat chai means wealth and fortune. Hence, it's lucky not only in China, but all throughout the Asian countries. And if you dig a little deeper, you know, there is beauty and science in sound and numbers that is still untapped uh, where the left brain people and the right brain people have come into the middle to share their knowledge, to really integrate a whole body holistic healing modality for the mind, body, and spirit. There are angel numbers that are repeated numbers, 1111, 2022, 3333, 8888. Check it out on YouTube. Hear it and feel your body and see how you feel after you listen to it. Sometimes I sleep with it. So all I'm saying is, as we get older and more grown up, (laughs) our minds begin to close and our beliefs begin to get fixed like iron. Let's melt it and just be open to learning In the Bible, it says you must be a child to enter the kingdom of God. I believe what they meant is children are little angels before they get conditioned by us adults and by society within this human construction called life as we know it. 
So if we open our hearts and receive and believe, even if it's a little bit, that there's more science to those sciences we have recently deemed as pseudoscience, I think your life will be fuller and brighter because the left needs the right, the dark needs the light. And it's the yin and yang that brings completeness. And with that, I thank you for your precious time and listening. I hope you learned something or something piqued your interest. Get a book, get a dream book. Get those scissors out. Do a vision board. Paint, write, sing, dance. Learn a sport, call a friend, forgive. Anything that your soul is whispering to you, try one of those and see how you feel. I love you. Sending you love and light from the beautiful Hudson Valley. This is Mina Athena from Philosophia with Mina Athena. Blessings and namaste, everyone. See you tomorrow. Ciao. And because I my phone crashed, just on a side note, this is a PS. I feel lost, although I am in surrender to this process. All my passwords were gone. The arrangements of all my apps are all cockamamie all over the place but it's good because I'm building a new blueprint for my life and this happens all the time we evolve the only constant thing is change Lao Tzu signing off bye